right, folks, here we go. Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing. We've got John and Mike, the boys, from johnsyndicate.com. Kenny White's going to be swinging in. we got a lot on the docket for you here on a Wednesday. Heading towards the college football championship game. We've got wild card weekend in the NFL, NBA, college hoops, the NHL. Plenty to discuss today on Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. Hey, let's send it east to, I can only imagine, chilly, chilly Baltimore. How cold is it there, boys? Well, today it's actually much warmer. I think right now it's about 28. Tell them what I just did. <laughs> he just rode in this. Like I said, he would he would attest to this as well. It's very warm today. Like I it, I wasn't shivering in the gloves, in my hat, in my parka. Yeah. So it was it was a it was a good day for me so far. Brian, I'm going to send you a text while we're on there, and I'll let you I'll let your reaction. Uh, this is how I got to the office this morning. You're a nut bar. Um, I, you strike me as the kind of guy that would be you, insane enough to do one of those polar bear plunges. Oh, 100%. Definitely doing that. January 25th here in Baltimore, Maryland. There's an actual date? Oh, yeah, oh look at this. Maryland. Look at this circus act. Look at that yeah. outfit. Wear that on it's a plane. It's only 18 degrees. Wear that, that on a plane. Before we came on the radio. <laughs> only did 15 miles. 15 miles. Did a little workout. But anyway... <laughs> Here's the thing. Everybody makes a big deal about the weather, but it's all about acclimation. And if you want to know about acclimation, watch an NFL game in the playoffs in a cold winter environment or in the pre-playoffs. You know, we take it for granted. We say how cold it is, but, you know, it doesn't keep – it was the coldest game of the year for the Ravens. Obviously, we know how that turned out. But the point is, you know, your body can acclimate, and that is one of the handicapping factors. They always say a team from the Miami going up. But you got to really look at – these guys are athletes. And I don't really think once you start sweating, you can sweat in minus five degree weather. It doesn't really matter. And you're from Buffalo. You know this. They play that game in that Buffalo snowstorm. Nobody said, oh, it's too cold. They just play. They just play. And oh, by the way, um, I mean, uh, this crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to bring up Buffalo again. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah, this crazy. Day with Buffalo. Uh, you'll be a poor, 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 poor Mike. Um, you know, by the way, freezing rain and sleet going down to Jacksonville. Merry Christmas. It's like you're talking about rolling out the red carpet for Buffalo. There you go. Thank you, fellas. They'll feel right at home. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, the question is, will the players that live in Jacksonville feel right at home? So, you know, you know, this is one of the things where you have to love college basketball and the NBA and the NHL because there's an absence of a weather report that you need to include in your handicapping. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people don't still don't like. We get calls all the time, and I'm going to wrap it up after the Super Bowl. I'm going to wrap I don't really like this, and I don't really like that. Mike's on the front line dealing with these guys not liking stuff. But, you know, they liked when I gave them the Ducks last night at 11, you know, right before game time. Uh, and they liked when I gave them the Australian A-League at 12.30 in the morning, your time. I'm now 6-0 in the last six Australian A-League games. And the point of that is not to brag, but it's to be, when I say we're global, not local, you really have to look at every game and every sport as an opportunity, not as just like you have to be a fan. Of course, you're going to watch the Buffalo game. Of course, Mike's probably not going to watch the Buffalo game. <laughs> but, you know, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine when you're a fan, when you're a fan. Um but, you know, you have to keep it real and say, Are, am I doing this to make money? Obviously, after we get through the winter, then you have the horse, the sport of kings, your favorite, horse racing. You know, we have to look at all opportunities to make money, and that's the thing I keep driving driving home year in, year out, literally year in, year out. We did our video. If you haven't watched it and you're listening, it's up on our website. 24-minute tutorial, betting as a business. We only did that like five or six years ago, Brian, Isn't and it's terrifying? still relevant today. Yep. It is terrifying, but it's still relevant today. As it was, like I went back and watched it the other day. The information—it's like just changed the date. You know, I, I'll tell you what, what information. Yeah, you know what's what's amazing is that um, you know those folks that are out there that haven't seen John, go to johnsyndicate.com. Uh, you, you can see John's picture. Uh, John started growing. I'm live he, right now. Well, John, John started growing his beard the day we did that video. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and it's still growing. But you know, 
Mike, I'll let Mike tell you know, this is when the NFL Fantasy League and everybody, like, starts. It's, you know, it's not, there's not as much fanfare. What you'll see is you'll see the squares, the guys that really aren't looking to wager as a business. The, the volume, the handle, I think, goes down in Vegas. But then the big guys, they don't care. They're banging away. Uh, we had one game last night, like I said yesterday on the radio. You know, Sunday our big game was the Minnesota Timberwolves. Last night it was the Los Angeles Clippers. It just so happened it was the last game on the board, a 10:35 start for the East Coast Clients. And you know, Brian, they were very upset about that. Well, you know, they the want other, action on every game. Of course they do. And then, and it's all about you know trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, it's a about getting ahead of the number, trying to get the very best of a number. I, I would throw a game out last night. Um, uh, it, uh, it was on, and and that was in the NBA. You know, Cleveland is sitting there at home against Portland, and Portland's playing their third game in four nights. Had to fly out after an overtime game the night before, and you know, I think it was late eleven or, or whatever it was nine. Maybe it was nine and a half ten, and. Uh, you know, at the end of the third quarter, basically the game's tied. You know, it was like a dead even game. Fourth quarter, Portland hit a wall and lost by 17. And, and that's that's a fatigue element, and you're trying to find these factors that it's not that it's going to happen all the time, but scheduling is a very big component to the opportunities you get uh, in professional sports, specifically like the NBA with back-to-back nights and travel and compacted schedules. Well, and I think they changed that from last year. And over the last five years, it was much worse. They would play four games in seven days. This year, they tried to change it up, and that's why they started the season earlier and they're ending it later to give the players a little bit of a break. Because last year, I mean, I couldn't tell you time and time again, coaches would sit their entire starting five for no apparent reason. It wasn't injury-based just because they knew that the schedule ahead of that game was rigorous and they wanted to give their guys a break. And you wouldn't really get that update because it's not like football to literally minutes before game time. Popovich normally never even gives an injury update. It's not like football where you have to report it, and that's going to play a huge factor. So these games, like we're doing, we're not going to release them early in the morning. We're not just bet it and forget it type guys. We wait till the last injury report comes up, especially, like I'll give you an example, Brian, with Philadelphia this year. With basically Embiid, he's 50% of their offense, he is literally a question mark every single game with his back. They have him on the massage table. I see it time and time again. He's getting it massaged out. He may be in, maybe out. He finally plays. He goes for 30. I mean, if you don't know if that focal part of the offense is going to be in there, how could you just take that team, regardless of statistics, regardless of the number? It's not football. Where I think I need a massage. Go ahead. It's not football. Where the, In basketball, there's five guys playing on the court. That key player that takes up a majority of that offense, if he's not in there, that's a huge difference. And the line may not even affect it because it's too close to game time. And there's so much leverage on the game, and there's a bigger hand on the game all day. And then the player doesn't play. It's not going to affect the number. So you really have to wait till game time with a lot of these plays before you can just release them. Well, and I'm going to keep notes here. And so far, the word of the day, John, we've got to try to live up to Mike's standards. Rigorous. No, I think that's. I was. I, you it's, only, you it's, had it's me, you, word you, of the day so you, far. We'll, we'll keep tabs. See if somebody can uh, exceed that. You had that. me at rigorous, Brian. When he you said had that, me I was going to interject. But I, I, I wanted to. I'll come up with. You know. You know what's unfathomable? Hey, there you go. You know what's unfathomable? That they made <laughs> Buffalo nine. I know you want to break down this game, but from a from a betting perspective, for all you people listening on the radio. Is I mean, what do you say? Like, we know you want and you're a fan and you're rooting for Buffalo to win, but I'm talking about just the nine. It's such an inflated number. What do you, what's your what's your take on that? Brian? Oh, I I think as you look at Wild Card Weekend, I think uh, you know, and it's a first blush. And I'm not saying that this is absolutely where I will go, but of the four games, I I can see Kansas City, uh, you know, maybe maybe covering that number as the favorite. Uh, just that Tennessee, there's a home road dichotomy. Arrowhead's a very tough place to play. I think the dog is mm. is very live in the other three spots. Uh, but I know specific to you, John. I mean, you, you you're sitting there with six six and a half in the Rams game, and the New Orleans game is six and a half or seven. So you're hovering right around a key number. So well, wh- whatever you're doing, you you know whatever side people are landing on, you know you you know make sure you're doing the right thing there, hovering around that key number. 
Right, but the point that I was getting to is that if you think I don't like, as we always discuss, defeatist dog betting, where you think the line's too high, you think they're going to cover. So for all you guys that are listening, that's usually when the good team pulls away and you lose. How'd that work out for you fading New England this year? Not too good. How'd that work out for you? You know, it doesn't work all the time. A lot of times they got to get, it's like a horse race. They're coming around the stretch, and then they rock and roll. So if you love a live dog, you have to, I always say, do the 80-20 rule. Put 80% on the spread. 20% for the nice comeback on the money line, so you can get that extra 350 375 if the Bills win. You can get that extra 260 if Carolina wins. You can get that extra uh, 250 on Atlanta if Atlanta wins. You know, And, again, Tennessee, obviously, it's a huge number. And as you go up, Kenny, I don't know if he's in the studio yet, will tell you you don't get the full value of what the money line should really be on a 9- and 10-point um, game. You should probably, probably get more, which is why the best – True odds are in MLB and NHL on the money line. Yes, Mr. White will be joining us momentarily. Um, but as we look at Wild Card Weekend, uh, again, we get to the point where uh, these numbers have been so volatile in, in recent years. And, we, and the thing is, we know Wild Card Weekend, it's aptly described because wild things happen on Wild Card Weekend. So, and, and many times it's from a point total perspective. Well, and, and you know, to just to attest to that, um, you know, this weekend coming up, the lines are it's, – there's not much parity. I mean, you could see, obviously, the home teams are getting a huge advantage over all four of these dogs. But it's it's one of these things. If it looks good and the team just looks correct, just don't think too much into it. When you start thinking too much into it and you're playing all, all, all these alternative factors into the mix, if the team is supposed to win and the number is correct, just go with it. And, again, with, with these games, there's such high-popularity games – a lot of times we stay away from that. I know the the standard listener that's that's here in the show is obviously you know wants to be all in on these games because he's going to be literally by the computer all morning looking at trends, looking at statistics, trying to find the best of the number. When in reality, it has nothing to do with that. It really comes down. A lot of these games, what we'll do is we'll play them at halftime when we'll see how the first half prevailed. I mean, we know we we live and die by that, but that's where we can get such an easy number knowing how the first half played out. It's Sports Insider Radio. We invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, the phone number is 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. And always a pleasure to say hello to our good friend, Kenny White, who joins us in studio. Hello, Kenny. Hey, gentlemen. Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, listening to the show on the way in, uh, great information. And I agree with everything that was said. Uh, amazing stuff. NBA, you know, all schedule-based stuff. And I uh, got a lot of good stuff to talk about with the playoffs coming up. I want to say, Brian, you were here, documented. I did say the Bills would make the playoffs. Yes, you did. Before the season started, because I knew they had the talent to do it. And they probably should add one more win if they didn't bench Taylor in uh, San Diego against uh, the Chargers, they would have won that game too. Well, uh, bottom line is they're breathing. Well, do you want to offer condolences? I mean, Mike is still uh, in the fetal position under his desk after the Ravens <laughs> did that the other day. I know, but again, what I said at the beginning of the year, the Ravens weren't that good, and John Harbaugh should be the NFL coach of the year for as many games as that team won. He is the best coach in NFL. He's better than Belichick. He just doesn't have Brady. Get, put Brady on the Ravens, yeah. and they're probably 15-1 and one right now, and they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. And sometimes you know, there are like tips of the iceberg. Uh, and we talked about it on the show last week. Uh, Mike, I mean, here's the Ravens, you know, this balloon number against the Bengals who showed that they hadn't run for the bus. They beat Detroit the week before. And the reality of it was, you know, Indy, who had nothing to play for, if they had showed up the week before – uh, Baltimore tried to give that game away. They fumbled four times deep in their own end, and the Colts didn't get one of the recoveries. They blocked a punt and then had a chance to tie the game and didn't put it in the end zone. So there was kind of a tipping point that the Ravens were limping home at the end of the year, too. Well, absolutely. I mean, ever since the Jimmy Smith injury, uh, and we talked about this about a month ago, that is going to be a huge factor going down the line because Humphreys, even though he's a good enough talented cornerback maybe two or three years from now he's just not ready to be in that one or two slot as a starter and they got exposed their interior d-line uh which was supposed to be with brandon williams uh, definitely a key for our defense to stop the run we weren't stopping anybody people were running right down the middle on us and the last two weeks that inflated number i mean and we talked about this yesterday brian the ravens all season 
They're 0-5 against all the playoff teams. Yes. They only beat one team with Detroit against a winning record. And basically, because of the injuries to all the other quarterbacks throughout the entire year, we played the easiest schedule down the line and still couldn't get in. So realistically, we weren't really that good of a team. And the coaching, like, like you say, Kenny, really got us to where we were because talent-wise, we were just beat up and just didn't have that X factor. No pass rush at the end of the year whatsoever. Did you just say X factor? I did. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm listening. It was an X factor. <laughs> hey, I know, John, you, you like to throw these numbers out, and I will just throw this out there. Well, I'm going to go. I'd actually, I was going to throw some stuff out to you right now. Well, I'm going to try to beat you to the punch. Watch this. Okay. Uh, the teams against the spread that remain in the NFL. Tennessee was nine and seven. The Chiefs were ten and six and were pretty streaky. They started five and zero oh, and they closed four and zero oh against the spread. Uh, they are not the best, however, against the number. Atlanta eight and eight. The Rams are nine and seven against the spread. The Bills made you money this year. Ten and six against the spread. The Jags nine and seven. New Orleans eight and eight, but the team that was actually the most profitable of the teams that are playing on Wild Card Weekend was the Carolina Panthers, who were eleven and five against the spread. Yep, absolutely. And you know, these are some, you know, but like you said, you have to throw out the last games. I wanted to discuss them since this is about making a living wagering on sports. Uh, this was, and I'm sure Kenny, you agree. So I'll, I'll put pin you on this. The favorites won at such a high rate. First of all, straight up, 179 in the NFL to 74. 179 favorites actually won the game, and 74 dogs actually won outright. 70.75%. I can't remember that number ever. The second thing was... In, against the spread, the favorites won 54% of the time. The final record out of before the wild card playoffs, 132-113, and only eight games landed on the closing number. Now, here's what I wanted to talk about. Since you both are in Vegas and we're in Baltimore right now, negotiating if you're a big enough player to get that reduced juice. And here's what I, I went and did the numbers, Kenny. If you're 132-113 and 113 and you bet $100 a game, you made $770 after 16 weeks because of the VIG. If you laid 105, you almost doubled your return just on reduced VIG at 1335. So wouldn't you think that when, you know, the competitive nature of professional sports gamblers, they should always look to get at reduced juice because right there, you're, you're, make, you're doubling your money on reduced juice. Bargaining shoppers. Lem Banker used to say women make the best sports bettors because they like to bargain and they like to shop around and get the best price. And that's what a sports better needs to do. The better the price, you're right. Uh, you save a lot of money laying less juice. And so my question is now on the favorites winning outright and the favorites against a friend. When do you remember that, it, that the favorites were coming? And usually there's parity, not 54%, not 30 games over 500, not 100 games over 500, you know, on just winning outright. I, it's you know I gotta go back to oh one or oh two oh three somewhere in that time um, as I mentioned there was one year that the underdogs covered sixty percent of the time and then the following year the following year the favorites covered sixty percent of the time and it's been fifty percent here on out and you know fifty four percent this year has been one of the highest and since that time and I and you know what next year wouldn't surprise me if the dogs covered 54 percent but the thing we've talked about since we started doing this show we, we talk about it all the time uh, the, it's been a, a year and a half it was like halfway through a season ago where we're sitting there going you know in Kenny I mean you have power ratings and you make numbers on, a, on the smallest college basketball team or you know whatever sport it is you can sit there and get the ratings and put together a number the NFL generally speaking is always the easiest one where you know, have a really good ballpark, be within a half point, a point of what you think the number will be. The NFL numbers the last year and a half have been so extremely volatile week to week, and it's not necessarily from the odds makers' perspective. I mean, it's a market-driven number, but we've seen these numbers based on what was last witnessed, which we always warn the players to don't go overboard with what you last witnessed, but we're seeing the market numbers in the last year and a half be more volatile and, and have these swings week to week than we've ever seen before. Well, I, I think that at the end of the year, that happened because the favorites were covering. The general public is all over those favorites, and they won. They Remember what they saw last? Those favorites covered, and they jump on them the next week. Um, the numbers were sky high in week 17. There were some really good spots for, you know, a couple of really good dogs. And um, I, I just, it's going to, it's it's always, it's like the, 
flip of a coin. You can flip 10 heads in a row, but the next flip, it's 50-50, whether it's going to be heads or tails. Um, In sports, I think when you look at the closing line, it's going to be 50-50, whether that underdog wins or covers the game. Um, But that's why it's so important to get the best number you can possibly get. And at what point of the playoffs, let me ask you this, uh, would numbers at, when we say the ability, frankly, the uh, implementation of mobile apps, have brought back a bygone era. That's the ability to shop for numbers, especially when you get some standalone books that have unique numbers that may massage numbers based on liability that they could have on future wagers. At what point in the postseason would you see uh, some of those numbers be massaged a little bit because they're trying to attract money on a certain side based on liability with futures? Is, Is it... Is it do we is it later in the playoffs? Is it is it the championship, or or do they do they start to slowly try to you know build build that up that they're they're going to maybe limit any damage they have down the road? Well, if if a book needs the Chiefs to lose this week, they would probably inflate this game a half a point. And you okay. look, you look at the board and you see who's got the highest numbers. They probably um, have a lot of money at the beginning of the year in the Chiefs because the Chiefs were hot early. So um, everybody's going to be a little different. Would they open but, but you up will five and up? Yeah, they opened up 5-0. Yeah, so there was right, there's right, probably exactly. a lot of Super Bowl money on them early. Uh, they look like the best team in the AFC. They beat, they beat the Patriots out of the gate in New England. And then when four in a row more, there was a lot of, you know, Kansas City money um, to win the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you'll see that. You'll see definitely books try to. But then, you know what, the, the numbers get knocked back to where they're supposed to be because the professionals well, that- are going to bring it back. And that, that's what I was going to ask if we flip over real quick to the uh, NBA. So the last two games we've released to our clients here at the office were favorites. Clippers last night minus six, Minnesota on, on uh, Monday or Sunday minus nine. But if you're actually looking at the numbers in the NBA midway through the season, the dogs are up 38 games. So obviously the profit isn't huge. After the VIG, you're up $100 betters, up 1320 bucks if you bet every dog. But still, 286 and 248 to the dog side – but but you can't let those big numbers, if you're listening to this radio show, cloud you because then you're going to look, you're going to gloss over. If you say I only want to look for live dogs, you're going to miss those two winners in the last two days. So yeah, right. you know, again, I'm, I, it'll you can't just blatantly just say I only want to play dogs. No, you're trying to pick spots, just like uh, Mike said. You know, when when you're looking at the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid, he he's worth five and a half points to the line, and he's worth almost four points to the under and over. If he's in or out, and, and that's a huge difference. And if you can find Philadelphia one night and you find that he's not playing in a spot where it's not a good spot for that team, it doesn't matter who's filling in. I mean, and who the, who they're playing even sometimes. This, this NBA has so much to do with travel. Brian just said it, but the Portland Trailblazers playing three and four back-to-back. Um, uh, and, and, Cleveland got Thomas back. Yes, he didn't play a lot. He played no. 17, 18 minutes, but still, that was a boost for them, and Portland was tired. They Well, they got... At the end, it was a close game through three quarters. I'll throw one out tonight, and let's see how it pans out. And uh, that would be Denver, who played a one-point hard-fought win last night, then had to fly to Denver, uh, and it's back-to-back nights. It's three games in four days, and Denver's sitting there on three days' rest. So, I mean, you could actually, you know, go kind of the game within the game and say, hey, I can see Phoenix hanging with them, similar to the game last night, through the first half of play. But fatigue and altitude and three games in four days, I, I would I would clearly watch for Phoenix to, you know, hit a massive wall in the fourth quarter of that game. And, and that, those are just, it, it's not going to be sight unseen, black and white. Oh, yeah, that's that sounds great. It doesn't mean they're all going to win, but it makes complete and utter sense that that's a team that conceivably could just hit this massive fatigue wall in the now, fourth quarter tonight. It's reflected in the line, because the line should have been about nine, nine and a half, and the line's 11 and a half. But you're right, Denver's been off three days. Yes. They've been sitting at home. They played a home game already. Played a home game, had three days off, and now they play, and they're playing a very tired basketball team. And, and, um, and, and, and they I could would, win by twenty. And I would, I would throw this conceivably. I mean, it's only three days, but in the beginning of that game, even though these guys are going to maybe wear down later, they played last night. Their passing will be good. They maybe come out of the gate good, and you get the home team a little bit rusty in the first half. The visitors hang around with them, then they start to get their legs underneath, and the other team wears down. So, I mean, you you can. You know, I'm not saying way. be daring, but yeah. you, you could possibly make two plays in one game. Right, and I've seen it happen so many times in, in NBA and college that you're looking in those spots for a, you're going against a tired team, 
one of the halves, they're going to be tired. They're either going to come out slow and they're going to be tired. They may get a little momentum in the second half and get that second win to try to get back in the game, or they just fall apart in the second half because they played so hard in the first half. So um, one of the halves, you're right, they're, they're gonna get, Phoenix is going to get destroyed in one of those halves <laughs> in this game tonight. All right, it's Sports Insider Radio. Check out SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. And, it, and it's all about trying to find you know, opportunities and spots. And again, things that, that history repeats itself. I, I would just say, I mean, from a value perspective, Kenny, I'll throw one more at you. We'll get the boys' take. We'll take a, a quick break. Uh, ceremonies in hockey. I, I've talked about this forever. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's an unbelievable thing where the, the home team, they, they both warm up. The home team goes out there for a ceremony. The road team comes in. Now, it's no great shock that Tampa Bay, the best team in the league, beat Toronto last night. But it was Toronto's first game home from a long road trip. There was a big, lengthy pregame ceremony, which was extremely well done for the passing of Johnny Bauer. And Tampa Bay laying a dollar thirty. I mean, you know, there's so many other opportunities on a menu uh, on a hockey schedule that has 12 games. But here's Tampa Bay wins two nothing. And uh, in, in these hockey ceremonies are, are generally devastating to the home teams. It, it's amazing. It's, it's like 70, 80 percent when there's a home team ceremony. It's a massive distraction to the home team. You're right. It is, and it it could be to the NBA team as well. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport, but. I think it happens more in hockey than any other sport yeah. that those um, come up. And, you know, I was looking, talking, we're talking scheduling NBA. Scheduling, I've been following scheduling in NHL to see how much it's worth sometimes, but the one factor is the goalie's that, the, the great goalie equalizer. could stand on his head for the, right. for the tiredest team in the world and throw a shutout. And it's amazing how that happens. And we're talking last night, two to one with two high scoring teams, Tampa and Toronto. It's amazing to see a game like that. There was another one the other night, one to nothing. The Rangers, I think, won one nothing. And, um, they were playing in a high-scoring game that should have been a six or six-and-a-half. And How do they get one-nothing games in a game that's supposed to score six, six-and-a-half? Well, with those Rangers games, and I would watch for them tonight. And I, you got They were looking forward to the Winter Classic, which is a big, massive event. Now you got the Rangers who win the Winter Classic in overtime playing a good, a good Chicago team that's maybe struggling a little bit. But Chicago's plus a dollar thirty. Uh, doesn't it stand to reason? Yes, the goaltender can stand on his head, but doesn't it stand to reason that would be a letdown spot for the Rangers after playing in this well, massive New Year's Day well, spotlight game? John, well, let me say this real quick. Well, Kenny and and Brian, you know, yesterday if you look at the board, there was eleven hockey games, and it was eight and three to the unders. So far, if you've been playing the games this year to the underside, it's you ready for this two hundred ninety eight. To the overs, two hundred ninety-six to the unders. <laughs> I mean, it's dead even. So people get again caught in in trends. But here's the wild part: overtime games. Obviously, the score that's taking them into overtime is much lower, fifty-five percent to the unders. So it's not like you're getting a three-three. It's going to overtime. You're getting a one-one. It's going to overtime. So if you can do, take advantage of in-game live trading and realize that you know. There, at the third quarter, you have an opportunity to bet the under. When you when you see a game is tied up, you could probably get some good. If you can get good odds, they make a mistake on an in-game live. This is part of the things that I like to break down the game within the game. Also, with these games going under, the majority of the games go over in the first period. They come out rolling, and then they die. Well, the other thing that's so, going to happen. Give you that information. Well, the other thing that's going to happen in hockey, and this is a, an annual never thing. Never been against Vegas. Go ahead. This is an annual thing. It's a cyclical thing in the NHL. Goals were up over six uh, goals a game in the beginning of the season, October and November. It's kind of like pond hockey. December, uh, then you get the holidays, and it gets loosey goosey. After the after the holiday break, and we watched a game here in Vegas last night. These are two teams that can go up and down the ice, and at, at 15 minutes into that game, you sat there and saying, these two goalies, you needed a BB gun to beat them. And it was going to be an ugly goal that was going to score the game. But that game was played the way games will start to be played because points are at a premium where teams will play a more closer-to-the-vest defensive brand of hockey. So across the board, with the importance of points that need to be accrued to make a run to get into the playoffs, watch the games. It happens every year, Kenny. Uh, At the end of January... Uh, February. Then you get the trade deadline where teams actually get their final roster and the coaches start to develop that playoff mindset. The totals on the game and the scores become much, much 
lower. The game, the games start to mean more, and teams start to put go. more emphasis in knowing that you're playing more half court, like half court basketball would be playoff basketball. Same thing in hockey. I don't know what it would be called, but that would be my example of it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Hey, it's Sports Insider Radio. Check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. We're coming to you from Las Vegas. Glad you're with us. When we come back, we got a lot more on the docket. It's a great time of year as we have the college football championship game to discuss. That and more coming up next on Sports Insider Radio. One eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. That's one eight hundred two zero nine one six seven nine. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. Back with you on Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. Number to call is 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing, Kenny White in Las Vegas. John and Mike. JohnSyndicate.com. Hanging out in chilly Baltimore as uh, things are going to really heat up for us here in the next little bit. You know, the one thing, Kenny, and I'll just throw this at you out of the gate. We had talked about it, um, and I'll give you one specific instance, but there are a myriad of opportunities when it comes to this. And sometimes it's things that fall in your lap or you've got to do your homework. Um, But I remember sending you a note. Uh, I had seen that there was a player for Buffalo in college basketball named Wes Clark who was a starting point guard for Missouri who – was it was a weird NCAA rule. It wasn't necessarily academically ineligible, whatever it was, but he was not going to be able to be part of the team until December 16th. Well, this kid's playing, and conference play last night, they put up a 100 spot on Toledo. Uh, it, so here's a team that now you've got to find the adjustment, but you want to try to be ahead of the curve, and that's just a team, and there are countless teams in college basketball where guys start to come in, guys that maybe were nicked up, some guys that were academically ineligible. When there are just so many games on a menu, uh, you're going to be able to find these little nuggets before the market adjusts. No doubt about it, and I'm glad you said that. I really forgot all about that player, uh, but he was a three- to four-point player. Luckily, my power ratings have been a little higher on Buffalo, and I had Buffalo yesterday, and uh, they win win the game and cover. And, uh, those 
kind of players and nuggets to find is how you make money in college basketball. And you find uh, um, a really good player is stepping into the lineup that hasn't been there the entire season. He's going to upgrade that team. Could could be could be as much as six seven points sometimes. Most of the time it's going to be two three points, but it could be a star player. In, in, just a, one more thing on that, not specific to him, but a situation like that. Not only is he there and things are different, but you would think there would even be uh, the the trend would still go upward because he's getting in the rhythm of playing again and starting to get a feel for his teammates. So it's not just oh it's this immediate upgrade. It's it's an upgrade that will kind of crescendo until you say okay now water's found its level. I, now I really know what I'm dealing with. But I mean they could actually still go up from there. Yeah, he's played four games. I, I'm not sure when he was on campus but these kids now in this day and age it's amazing how much they play together they'll be together in june mm-hmm. and play in half court basketball or full court basketball games and and they'll play every single day june july august september and then october comes and practice starts they've already been playing together for four months every single day these kids know each other so much better than they ever had because in back in the day they weren't able to do anything like that so very important to know those type of situations and they've gone over their last, uh, I think they've gone over their last four games with uh, a lot Cl- more points. With, with Clark in the lineup. Where you bring a point guard in like that that can distribute and score points, um, you're going to score more points. So it's a good boost for Buffalo. And we go to John Mike back east, and oh. you, you look at the college menu tonight. Oh. I mean, there, there's well, just that's what I was gonna say. so many games. Well, so here's the thing. You know, everybody knows, as I've talked about, Portland State last week got their first loss. But the top covering teams, yesterday I stayed away from Xavier because even though they are the fourth top covering team in all of college basketball, they're now 12-4 and against the spread and 15-1 and straight up. Now, granted, they covered that game by half a point or a point, depending upon what your line is, meaning the line makers are now... They're going to they're going to hone in on these games that everybody's following. Florida State rounds out the list at nine and two against the spread and eleven and two straight up, and they're only laying one. See that to me is where they're trying to shake people out to take the dog. I wouldn't be surprised if Florida State just runs away with it because they've been so dominant. Anybody's thoughts? Florida State has been really good, uh, and but North Carolina, I think, has improved a little bit. Uh, I can't think of the kid's name, Johnson, in Pittsburgh. Once he got into the lineup, he's improved North Carolina a little bit. and It's, it's going to be a, a dogfight game. I know Florida State just came off of a big game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all these games are big for these teams right now this time of year. Uh, uh, like I said, though, there's adjustments made on these numbers. Florida State's been adjusted up. They've, they've had to because of their point spread record. And I forget who we were talking about weeks ago that you said who had the best ATS record um, in college basketball. And I, I don't know if they're in the top still. They should be. Yeah, it was Portland State. It was Portland State. They had their first loss last Sunday. They're still 10-1. and one. And um, Nevada, it- Nevada is, is off the list, but they, they, they've had a little – but they've still been rocking and rolling. But that and was so, the team. You know, that was the team we were talking about, Nevada. When you were talking about Nevada, I think they were 8-0 or 9-1, and something like that. Right. Since that right, time, right, since correct. that time in the adjustment in the lines, now they're two and five ATS over the last seven games there on you the go. board. So right, it, it's exactly. going to happen. It's going to. All these teams have been adjusted. Everybody following college basketball knows how good Portland State is. This team is a really good basketball team, and they love to run. They're one of the few teams that are a small school that can run and, and win. Game outright. Yeah, um, it's it's amazing. Yeah, well they're 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 playing. They're really overachieving. Their coach is doing a great job. I'd have to go look it up, see who he is, but he's doing a great job. I don't see that very often. A team that runs as much as they do and actually covers points for this. Teams that run in college basketball and are small schools never ever cover because they can't play defense. This guy Barrett Barrett Peary is his first year head coach. I'm not even sure where he's at. I have to go to my book at home. But he's he's doing a heck of a job. They're the third fastest team in college basketball right now. They they fire him up like BYU used to fire him up. You left that book under your pillow because I know you sleep with it. Yeah, I'll give me a sore neck. <laughs> you, well, let me, look, you, you know the thing is with college basketball, like I tell people, you just said it. They were eight and zero against the spread, then two and five. So the squares that are not utilizing what we do here, they're not calling, they're not getting information from our companies, you know, they jump on these statistics, and right as they jump on it, boom. So you know there's a lot of squares that gave it all back. No doubt. They weren't even even on the gravy train of the Portland State. 
Yeah, there's a couple of good teams. South, Al- South Alabama's ten and one. Arizona State, obviously, they have an amazing story. They're ten one ten and, and two. two. Right. Um, it right. depends on where you got the number at. You could be twelve and one with them if you got the right number. So there's some really unbelievable teams. But then there's also you can look at the other end of the spectrum, and you got teams that are. Um, let's give you one one and ten. Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, and Vanderbilt is 1-10, and and they were an unlucky loser last night. Thank goodness I had Alabama plus the 2.5 when we get there. They, Alabama, uh, Vanderbilt wins by 1, but 1-10. and Wilmington won 9-1. and um, They covered their first game last night with a big win. They were 0-9-1 and won by 20. I'm aware I was actually on NC Wilmington, and regarding the South, Southern Illinois game, I talk about it every week. Evansville is one of these great teams at home, and they're horrible on the road. So maybe that's baked into the line that Southern Illinois is the favorite, even though they haven't been getting the job done, because Evansville can't seem year over the year to win on the road and cover the spread. So, you know, these are things, if you're following these little schools, um, that, you know, could make a difference. By the way, just uh, the, the main numbers on the season right now, guys, the dogs are 47 percent so again it's kind of like the nfl the favorites are winning at 53 percent right now again in college basketball there's a lot more games if you break that down you're talking about 764 covering favorites versus 691 covering dogs and 25 games and do you think that's very little 25 games Kenny have only fell on the numbers so far in college basketball when you're looking at numbers like two and three yeah that sounds like a a low number right to tell you what if you break down the numbers and you break down take all the 20 point favorites out you're probably Mm. even completely even favorites and dogs because this time of year you're playing non-conference games or what the first two months the dogs will now start to cover because we're in conference these teams know each other they know what the system each guy runs and they're more well prepared for these games than ever so if you want to make money in college basketball you need to get get on the board with, with this team right here in john syndicate odds x factor brian blessing and you're going to get winners in college basketball we're going to dig out the gems and the and the underdogs there are to bet right now and there's some good ones coming up up uh- I will just throw like we talk. We always talk about the game within the game. We talk about in-game wagering. We talk about halftime wagering. But we also maybe the game within the game with a team. And I will throw a team at you. And I, you know, Kenny, I talked about him all summer long. Uh, he's the he's the best hidden gem in college, college basketball, buried in the middle of nowhere. Is Mark Schmidt, the head Roger coach Penn, Mike. of Saint Bonaventure? <laughs> this every year, if he could get the, a, a stud big man or he could have guards. He's got the two best guards in the Atlantic Ten. They lose their first game of the year to Niagara, which is just an ungodly loss. But their best, their point guard, Adams, had a sprained ankle that he got hurt in an exhibition game. Now, they beat Syracuse at Syracuse. They win their first A-10 game by 20. All of a sudden, this is a team uh, that has won eight in a row. But you, you have to make that adjustment that the kid was not healthy. Now the two guards are healthy, and they are just an absolute on a tear right now. I think they're an at-large team. Well, but when the, you look at when he was hurt the first month of the season, he was not healthy. He wasn't playing. Yeah. He didn't play. He's only played the last seven games of the season. And they're eight and they're, in a row. Well, they've won every game that he's played, and, and you're right. Uh, uh, Jalen Adams is, is a really outstanding basketball player, so that, that was a big boost. When they didn't have him to begin the season, they're not covering spreads, but now they are. So, you know, important to know who's in the lineup and who's not in the lineup, and it's just important as the NBA when, you know, you don't know a guy's out. Uh, could mean a, a but they, huge they're more likely to fall through the cracks in college. Oh, basketball. so much more. Well, there's 351 teams, and I, and that's what we're going to see next year. We will see next year all 351 teams on the betting board. Now they're throwing up extra games every day, and they only throw up you know four or five of the ten that are maybe out there. Next year, Don Best Sports is going to put every single college basketball team that's in that 351 on the board yep it's going to be great for us and mike the other thing that happens we mentioned is that right now uh okay there's been a style play and they come out there's holiday tournaments but now you're getting into conference play where there's familiarity with the opponent the intensity level goes up so uh, there's you know some mini adjustments that are going to have to be made merely because of who the opponents are because you're getting into conference play well, that and, and the coaches understand that the, the games for the last month were more just to test out to see what type of lineup they're going to play. What are these freshmen doing that came in that just haven't had the cohesion with the other teams, team members? But now all they care about is a race to the finish of the conference tournaments. 
all they just want to get a good seed or get a buy so they can get a top seed in the tournament and then get themselves into the dance. And this is the first year where there's no undefeated teams before January. This is in they said I think 15 years. So you know right now these coaches like they said with it's in in basically in the division they know their opponents. They know the pace of play is going to be different than the last month, so the totals are going to be completely different until the oddsmakers are going to adjust to it a month from now. You can get a lot of value in the month of December, and I'm really glad because football's over. Bowl mania is behind us. Now we can focus where every day is like Saturday NFL, you know, college football. Well, I do want to say I want to say one thing to all three of you. Next week, next Wednesday, when we're on the air, January 10th, we'll know the outcome in the final of the Alabama Georgia game next Monday. So let's talk a little bit about that, Kenny. The game opened up at four and a half and forty-five. It's now three and a half. Obviously, I'm a, a number guy. I would never lay three and a half. I would buy it. In full disclosure, I had a five-teamer that I played at, the, at Treasure Island on the app before I left, and that was due to that easy win with Georgia. So I'm a little bit of a Georgia fan right now. If you guys watch the end of that game, that was like I turned it off at forty-five, forty-five, and just walked away. And the consensus number in, in Nevada is four, and uh, the total on the game is forty-five and a half. The, the magnitude of the game, Kenny, we're, we're going to see uh, parlays be tied in uh, all week long uh, and through the weekend with co- uh, the NFL games will be tied into that standalone get-out uh, college football game, the championship game. The handle's going to be massive. Oh, yeah, the handle definitely be massive. It's great to see. And you know, you know what's nice? These two didn't play this year, so it's great to see You know, two teams that didn't play. It is SEC. But I, I, I laugh at all the people that I'm listening on the radio coming in as well. Not you guys. They're listening to another show. They're saying... Central Florida has the best resume, and they're undefeated, and they should be in the national championship game. What would the line be? The line would be Alabama minus 20 over Central Florida right now. Is that what you want to see in the national championship game? Because that's what the line would be. There are 31 other football teams in college football that are better than Central Florida. They just happened to fall their way. They had a great season. Things went their way. Um, They had a great schedule. Um, They didn't have to play Oklahoma on the road. They didn't have to play Iowa on the road because Ohio State's the second-best team in college football, and they showed it because they beat a hell of a good um, Southern Cal team. Um, that's that's the, the the shame that there should be eight teams because right now I think we'd be seeing Ohio State playing Alabama for the championship. Talk to me about the total. 47 was the opener. We're seeing it at 45, 45 and a half. Again, what we last saw, Georgia, a track meet game with Oklahoma, and then Alabama. We kind of talk about this every year, don't we? I mean, it's an NFL defense. Yeah. And that defense showed their prowess in the game against Clemson. And that was prowess. the last thing that prowess people saw. That's a big word. So. Yeah, Georgia's got a heck of a defense, too. It's a one and two in the country. I had Clemson three. Um, defensively, so that's this is uh, this is the best defensive teams are. The the problem is I get scared of is in all sports. It seems like defense gets you to that championship game. Offense wins the championship game because both teams. Well, I mean, got, look at the last teams. game. It was ninety points before it went into overtime. Yeah, no, it was unbe- unbe- that's, I, Oklahoma, I, that's Oklahoma I, involved. So, though. so I'm not holding your feet to the flame yeah. here. Uh, and we're a ways away. But having said that, Georgia's offense seems to be in a better rhythm at the moment than Alabama's. Is is at least that you made that kind of that blanket statement? Yeah, is that something you would consider? Basically? Oh, it's definitely something I consider. I, I still think Alabama is a seven point better team mm-hmm. uh, talent wise. But we're playing in Atlanta, Georgia. I know there's going to be a lot of Alabama fans there. I think that's a little bit of a help to Georgia playing in Atlanta. And their offense is, uh, I think, right there. If they're not, they're, they may not be as good, but I think they're playing better right now than Alabama's. Let's put it this way. Our friends, and you both know our friends in Georgia, while they get, you talk about not communicating with anybody, Brian, I happen to communicate right was as it, when they went up 38-31. That was a bad mistake because once they gave up the lead, the guy said, if you ever text me during the game, See? lose my uh, am I, am I, am I, am I, Am I a courteous guy? I was poor Mike. Exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't call, calling you and uh, or Mike as – Boyd was sprinting uh, through uh, the Ravens uh, secondary. You, really didn't, you didn't have any time to call me. It was literally the last play of the game. You had no time to. I gave to, you 24 hours. I called you the next day. I said, "How are you holding up?" I didn't text well, you. Well, you know, night. look, man, you win some, you lose some. I do. Believe me, as a Bills fan, yeah, yeah, you lose some. <laughs> you know what? They, like you said, if you really get technical, they didn't have. You know, I told you my son is now an Eagles fan. Um, He's a mercenary. <laughs> 
It's a mercy. Go Eagles. But on a serious note, I went into that for a reason. There's a lot of sharp money playing the Eagles. So what was that? Uh, plus 500. Uh, plus 500. To win the NFC Championship. What are, what's your thoughts on that, guys? A lot of sharp money coming in from groups we know in Vegas on that at the window. What, what do you make of Foles? They Fole? got the bye week. What do you make of Foles? He looked a little flawed at the end, but they were kind of home and cooled by that. They right? were done. They were, yeah. they were they were in. J.I.J.I. sat out. Uh, there was a lot of starters that sat out that game. And and the, and the Cowboys are a really good football team, especially when they got yeah. Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup. So I, I'm not worried about that. There was nothing to play for for the Eagles that day. Um I like Foles. I said it was only a point and a half drop off. Um, I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to win two games to get to the uh, get to the Super Bowl. And I, but don't you I think that the, these I, guys that are playing there, that's an inflated? No, you're getting a good price at plus five hundred, oh, eight hundred in some places. Are they still that high? Yeah, five are. to one right now. I took five to one with them. Four, when four, Foles eight. got the job. <laughs> <laughs> I got twelve. I got twelve to one to win the Super Bowl and five to one to win the NFC. And I was shocked when I got that because they they overinflated the prices then. And now since then they haven't done anything to hurt themselves. I don't think a hey. couple of spots took it down, and you can only get plus one thousand on the Super Bowl. All right, boys, good stuff. Uh, Happy New Year to one and all. SportsInsiderRadio.com, 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. John and Mike will chat again next week, fellas. Have a great week. Enjoy All right. Wild Card Have Weekend and the championship game. Uh, thanks to Kenny White. Good to see you, bud. Yep. Enjoy the football and the hoops. We got it all covered for you at SportsInsiderRadio.com, and we'll be back with you again next week. This is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 800-209-1679, 800-209-1679. 800-209-1679, that's 1-800-209-1679, pick up the phone and make the call, get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at Sports.